pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 303. Today, Dalen Schaefer and I have a big announcement to make. We'll also discuss a new proposed tax on guns, highlight the new homesteader from Henry, and talk about a handbag so expensive you won't want to believe it. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Dalen, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I literally just got done doing bar class and then ran back over here. So I'm still a sweaty mess. So I'm like cooling down a little bit, <laughs> which when I talk to you, it sounds like you're kind of in the same boat because you said that you were going for a quick run. And I know. Uh, doesn't it feel great? I just got back three miles. What I try, that's what I try and do every day. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I end up doing something else. But doesn't it feel great? Yeah, it does, actually. I mean, so that's one of the things is like, I hate going. But once I do it, then I'm like, okay, I don't regret doing it. And I don't think anybody would really regret working out like once they complete it. Just take our advice, guys. Hardest thing is getting there or doing it. And then once you do, it does get easier over time. But it is something that you just feel so much better afterwards. And speaking of exercise, if you hear random banging noises during this podcast, I'm recording above a CrossFit gym right now, so you can just uh, ignore that, (laughs) but then you know. Okay. Any grunts or people talking about CrossFit? Got it. All right. So Smith & Wesson, real quick. If you guys are looking for a gun that has a little extra power to it, you should check out the M&P 2.0 that's chambered in 10 millimeter. And I've heard some really great things from a lot of people that have used one. I personally have used one. I'm not the biggest fan of 10 millimeter. It just has a lot of recoil that I'm like, it's not as enjoyable to shoot for me. But hands down out of all the 10 millimeters on the market, this one actually shoots really well. It has a long slide with porting in the barrel to tame down the 10 millimeter, and it makes it a lot more manageable. It has the enhanced M2.0 flat face trigger that we're used to seeing with the performance center. The slide is optic ready with tall night sights so that you can co-witness with your favorite optic. The frame has an extended internal stainless steel chassis to reduce flexing and torque when firing. It also comes with interchangeable palm swells that you typically see with all the Smith & Wesson handguns. It comes with two 15-round mags, unless you're in a restrictive state, and MSRP is $749. Right now, it's summertime. If you're hiking, you're afraid of, you know, maybe bears, mountain lions, stuff like that, possibly attacking you, a 10 millimeter would be a great option. So check this out at smith-wesson.com. I have to say, I've actually shot that Smith & Wesson 10mm. It does have a really long uh, barrel long slide, which makes it way better. And it was my first time shooting 10 mil. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice much of a difference in the recoil, just because it's a massive firearm, yeah. which is great when it's a 10mm. Um, shot the Glock, the SIG, and the Smith & Wesson Glock. Uh, no offense to everybody who loves Glocks out there with that Glock 10mm. I wasn't my favorite thing on the books, but the other two were wonderful. And one of them was the Smith and Wesson. Nice. That's always good to hear. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. 
Daylin, you and I have some big news to announce, and I've been dying to announce this news, but I wanted to make sure that everything was a go and that we had a launch date before announcing this. But you and I are going to be doing a podcast together called Pew Pew Panel. And we've already recorded our first few episodes. It's off to a great hit. I think people are really going to enjoy it. And we are going to be publishing it twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday. And our launch date is the 7th, which, you know, the show comes out on Monday. So you will see it this Friday on the 7th. And let's go back and kind of talk about, you know, from just kind of becoming an idea to making it actually happen. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people, they'll come up to me and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about starting a podcast just because I have a lot of knowledge about this topic, or I think I could do this or whatever. And I'm always like, go for it. But I will say that there's a lot more work involved than you would think. You actually, after you were on my podcast, I think it was maybe the same day or a few days after you approached me and you were like, you know what, we should start a podcast together. And I well, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a blast when we did ours. I had a ton of fun. And it's just I mean, this is just something I love to talk about, right? As I'm sure many people love to listen to it. And that was sort of it. Like, I love listening to gun podcasts. So I thought, hey, maybe this is something that we got to do. Um, yeah, I think it was probably I mentioned it the same day. And then I probably followed up a few days later. No, no, seriously, I think this would be a yeah. ton of fun. And You've been thinking about doing a second podcast for a while, I'm sure. Well, so I told you, I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I've tried to do it before in the past. And I'm sure my listeners are familiar with, you know, I started a second podcast with somebody else in the industry. And it was kind of like, eh, it didn't really take off as well. And really, I, I would say not to bash anybody that I've done anything with, but I've just come to realize that. I just work better alone and it sucks to rely on people to put in the effort. Like there's nothing worse than, you know, you guys are working on a project and you feel like you're putting in more effort than that person. You're doing all the work. So that was kind of like, yeah, if I did do a second podcast, it would probably be solo. I was like, no offense, you know, but then you came back and, you know, you were like, hey, have you had some time to think about it? And I was like, yeah, kind of, you know, I mean, maybe. And I mean, what was really impressive about you is just you obviously could tell that you're a hard worker. You've gained so many YouTube subscribers in such a short period of time that's like almost unheard of. So obviously that comes with, you know, working hard. You're posting multiple videos, you know, every day, at least one, if not multiple. And that requires a lot of hard work as well. And then you were saying that, you know, you were kind of like testing some stuff and, you were like, yeah, already like, look at the stats that I have just kind of testing if I did start a podcast. And I was like, wow, that's actually pretty impressive stats. So then I was like, okay, you know what? Let's do this. And I'm, yeah, I'm very much the type of person that will that will test everything. Because like, if I want to do something, I want to make sure it will work. That was the same way with my YouTube channel. I did like a video. Because again, I love making videos, but I did a video and that video took off and I thought, okay, you know, I could, I can make a YouTube channel out of this. But yeah, for anybody who's unfamiliar, I think it was, I think it's 12 months ago this month that I started my YouTube channel and just started out with one video. It got a bit of traction and I've just been making videos ever since. And we have 1,100,000 subscribers now, wow. which 
is absolutely mind-blowing like i shouldn't be the channel should not have grown as fast as it did and so yeah if i'm going to start something i want to make sure that it's going to be something people are going to love to listen to something i love to make and something that can grow something that will just work so yeah definitely i've been sending Ava different videos. You guys have probably seen them on my channel, done some videos where I took clips from our last podcast that we did together. I edited them up and put them to some of the videos that I put on my channel and people loved it. It's fun. You can get the podcast in a little bite-sized segment. So you guys are going to see a lot more of that on my channel. It's it's just a lot of fun and it's uh, it's fun to watch as well. It's pretty satisfying because the videos, you'll, you'll watch them. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just shooting guns. So it's fun. Yeah, actually, your approach was pretty genius when you came to me with all these different ideas. And I was like, okay, you know, that's actually, like I said, extremely smart. I'm trying to think how long ago was this? Because we've been working on it almost every day. And in it hasn't gone like people would think like, cool, so we have this idea. And like in a week, we can make it happen. But that was not the case. It actually does take a lot of, you know, a lot of prep work, a lot of thought, even just coming up with a name. We had to come up with a name that wasn't taken. So one of my biggest pet peeves is when a company has different, you know, like they're like, yeah, my Instagram is pew.pewpanel. My Facebook is pewpew underscore panel. My YouTube channel, you know, and it's all like different variations. Whereas like I wanted to be precise across the board. And so even when we came up with a great name, it wasn't available. The URL wasn't available or the social media handles weren't. And so it was like frustrating. And so that was a lot of brainstorming is, you know, coming up with the idea. Because like looking back, sometimes I don't love the name Gun Funny anymore. And I was thinking about changing it to like the Ava Flanell show. But it's already been, I mean, I'm going on five and a half a little over five and a half years. And it's like, well, it kind of sticks and you're kind of stuck with it. I think I took, you know, a lot of my experience from just what I've learned in the five and a half years with my podcast. And I was able to apply it to our new podcast. And then you also being, you're only 24 years old. So you are, and I don't care. I'm not one of those women who like hates to say my age, but next month, or actually this month, it's July 1st, this month, I'm going to be 37 years old. And I kind of feel like I'm not as tech savvy anymore. Whereas like, you're like this younger, you know, kid who's like super tech savvy. And so I, I just felt like, you know, it was kind of like a really good match. And then best of all, I do want to get younger people involved. Like we're not trying to cater towards necessarily kids, but you know, people who, you know, just graduate high school or college level, I want to encourage them to look into, you know, educating themselves about the Second Amendment and possibly getting a gun for self-defense and also, you know, with the growing amount of women getting involved too. So I just kind of thought that your age, me being a female, we're both you know, I'm, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm still fairly young, that it was just kind of a, you know, it'd give us like an upper hand. And it's something that the industry, it hasn't really been done before. So and that if was, anybody's wondering, like, neither of us claim to be experts, which is what makes it so fun. Like, I get people all the time in my comments telling me that I'm wrong. And like, I'll go look up details and figure out, oh, yeah, like, maybe I was 95% correct. And I got this detail like 100% wrong in one of these videos that I was making. And I love that. And that's what I think is great is I'm no pro. I'm sure people listening, I'm sure there's people who are going to be listening that are probably more expert than we are. Yeah. So it's just us sharing our process of learning really with each other. 
and kind of teaching each other a little bit and learning as we go. And it does make it a lot of fun to be able to get a different perspective. Cause like you said, different ages, different people that we're trying to bring into the second amendment community. It's a lot of fun, but yeah, it's different than anything I've seen out there for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there was a few things that I was like, all right, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. So we are going to add video, which a lot of people have already asked me to do video with the gun funny podcast. And it was like, Hey, you know what, how do I change that now? You know, being five and a half years in. So we're doing video. We're going to have a YouTube channel. It's also going to be available everywhere that you would typically find a podcast. And you could find it just by searching uh, Pew Pew Panel. And we are having a website built as we speak. So that may or may not be available by the time the show launches. We'll see. I'll make it. I'll make it happen, Ava. And so for everybody, we you can go search Pew Pew Panel. You can go follow. What you're going to find is a bunch of pre-launched episodes. So before Friday, you're going to find a bunch of pre-launch episodes where it's just me talking about random gun subjects. That's all for SEO. That's just prepping and priming the podcast for the algorithm so you guys can find it. So now if you search Pew Pew Panel, you're going to be able to find it. Go follow that podcast. And on Friday, you're going to hear the first episode with me and Ava. And that's going to be the official launch. So you're going to see lots of episodes there. You can listen to them if you want to. They're not amazing. They're not awful. But the real hard-hitting episode is going to be on Friday. That's when it's going to officially launch, officially drop. So definitely keep an eye out for that first episode. But I'll make sure it happens for sure. Awesome. All right, cool. So real quick, I'm going to take a quick break and talk about Gators. Gators, actually, I can finally talk about it. They just released their new Blast Shield frames. And these things are awesome. So it's really easy to change out the lenses really quickly. You just kind of flip up the nose piece and you can change out, you know, different colors. So if you're shooting indoors, they have the clear lenses. If you're going to be shooting outdoors, they have, you know, the ones that are polarized. And again, just like you would see with any Gators brand sunglasses, really rugged. They could take a beating. They are aluminum frame, so you can adjust them to fit your head accordingly. And also it's a very thin profile because the biggest thing that I hate when I'm wearing glasses, especially with over the ear ear pro is it just kind of digs into my temples. This is like, you don't even feel that they're on. I mean, they've done an incredible job designing these. If you want to check them out, they are called the Blast Shield. They are available now, finally, and they start at $180 for non-polar smoke. So like the clear ones, but best of all, if you use the URL gators.com forward slash Ava, you're going to get 15% off your entire order. So definitely check them out. Let's talk about some of the stuff that we cover in our podcast. And this was also another thing that we really had a brainstorm that hasn't really been done before because the last thing I wanted was, you know, just like, okay, gun funny 2.0 over here. And so this podcast is great because it really involves like the listeners to get involved. So we start off with mail call. So if anybody sends us something, like it doesn't necessarily have to be a company. The two episodes, the first two episodes, we do talk about a product that a company sent us. But I mean, moving forward, it could literally be somebody who sends us a patch or somebody who sends us, you know, I've had some like really cool like fan mail over the years, like a little girl who sent me a drawing or a drawing of my old dog tickles or, you know, pictures of somebody shooting saying thanks because you encouraged me, you know, 
because I listen to your podcast, you encouraged me to, you know, pick up a gun and start shooting. So like really cool stuff like that. So anything, if you want to send it over, you can always contact us for our mailing addresses. Just let us know. And the best way to contact is really any form of social media. So just on Instagram, Pew Pew Panel, same thing with Facebook, our website, if it's going to be up, there should be a contact us form or even on our social media handles. And we'll let you know that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you even put, yeah, if you contact us through the emails that we have for our own individual for civilian tactical or able flanelle, like we'll, we'll respond to those. I think I got something really interesting from a viewer was some world war two black tip 30.6 ammo. Oh, cool. Like that stuff is like a piece of history and really, really, really cool. I mean, they're not cheap either, but yeah. it's, there's some really cool stuff that's been sent our way that makes it onto the channel and is going to make it into that mail call. Uh, that's a that's a ton of fun, that segment there. And we hope it it's uh, something that you guys can hear interesting things and we can share a little bit about kind of what's going on on our side. And, and a lot of the things from the mail call, you're going to hear about them before they either end up on my YouTube channel or on uh, Ava's Instagram as well. So that's the fun bit about that as well. Absolutely. And then next we have Would You Rather... And this was really fun to play because, again, listeners submit their questions or if we don't have any listener questions, you and I will make it up. And it's been really fun to figure out like, okay, so like some of the questions, like, would you rather shoot a 300 blackout or 762 by 39 during a zombie apocalypse and why? And so kind of listening to our rationale, which again, like you said before, we're not professionals. There's sometimes where I'm sure that the way that we answer a question that listeners are probably like, are you kidding me? Like clearly 300 blackout would have been better, but you and I both picked 760 by 39 or whatever, but that's what makes it fun. And then I'm also curious as to, you know, why our listeners would have picked something. And that's also why I want them to write in or comment on the YouTube channel, like on the video or anything like that. And just like, let us know what you would pick or let us know any future questions that you would like to answer. So this question really involves like the listeners. So it kind of feels like you're like on the show with us, which I love. Yeah. And that's, that's something that a, it, it's, it makes it cause you've been interviewing people for years and years and we kind of wanted to do something a little bit new. And this way, it's almost like we get to interact with the listeners a little bit more or viewers because it is a video podcast as well. So yeah. it's it's a very fun format. Definitely. And going along with that, we are actually going to be doing a listener question segment, which is going to be a ton of fun. So we'll have the email. It's pewpewpanel at gmail.com. And then what you guys can do is submit questions there. For example, in one of my our latest episodes, I got the question, why do I have so many cheap guns? And um, we had a question for both of us, which was, which brand of pistol red dots do we use the most? So feel free to submit these questions. They're going to be a ton of fun. And we're going to read every question that you guys send us. Will they all make it in? We're going to see. We're going to see how many questions we get. But there's a very good chance that it will. And when you ask us these questions, we're just going to talk about that. You can hear my little rant about uh, cheap guns and what I think about them on the podcast. But we talk about tons of different stuff and we'll answer your questions sort of in the listeners question segment. So that kind of incorpor- that allows people to kind of join in and be a little bit more of the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. 
And then to finish that, we are going to go into a main topic. So it's actually going to be kind of like the reverse of what I do right now with my podcast, where it's like the main guest. And then after that, you know, I cover all the other segments. We're kind of doing it in the reverse. Main topic is always going to be last. And we'll cover something like, I'm trying to think, what was the first topic that we covered for the first podcast? I mean, we've talked about a couple of things. And in that first one, we talked about our favorite guns of all time, starting off with rifles. And we've kind of broken into two segments where then we talk about our favorite pistols afterwards. That kind of gives it, you know, if we're talking about a controversial subject, we'll talk about the pros and the cons, and we'll kind of break it up into two different segments. Um, So you guys will kind of notice that format a little bit. But yeah, that first one, we were talking about our favorite guns and, uh, that's talking right. about we kind of you kept you kept picking us uh, some very ambiguous categories for your guns i know i was like to to yeah hear that. that's what i was saying i was like and of course there's a few tangents because yeah i picked guns what is a pistol really and what fall. is a rifle really yeah, exactly <laughs> so it was fun but yeah i think people are really gonna enjoy it and i'm really excited to launch it and also just working on just the video portion making sure that our backgrounds were kind of similar that you know we were at the same You know, like there's nothing worse than like watching somebody do a podcast and the person has like a really messy background or they're really far from the camera. The other person's really close to the camera. So we like worked on, you know, making sure that like it looked like we were in the same room together talking and it's just, yeah, I just, I was like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And we're going to make sure that it's polished from the start. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really excited for it to launch and to hear some feedback. Yeah, again, if you guys want guys, to check what it out. Ava's, what Ava's trying to tell you is that she had to get me on her level when it came to the quality of the backdrop there. <laughs> okay, uh, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, yeah, Daylon's like, okay, we're ready to launch. And I was like, mm, we're not, no. though. That's really not cute. I was like, no. I think I said that like 10 times. I'm like, all right, today's the day. You're like, no, no, it's not. No, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, listen, like I, again, not a podcast expert, but... Just knowing what I know, I'm like, you just don't want to. You want to do it right from the start. And then we also are incredibly lucky to have sponsors from the start. Our first sponsor is Manicore Arms, which you guys are familiar with. If you've listened to any of the previous shows, Manicore Arms was actually my first sponsor for Gun Funny. And Sven contacted me. I kind of made like a public post on my personal Facebook page. I didn't really put it out there. I was just like, Hey, if anybody's interested, you know, we are launching, I'm going to be launching a new podcast and there's some sponsorship opportunities. So Sven reached out and he was like, Hey, I want to see your media kit. So I sent it to him and he's like, yep, we're on. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I love what I see. And you know, you have my support. So like hats off to Sven for not only taking a risk on my first podcast, but also on my second podcast, you know, right from the start, which I appreciate. And again, that is Manicore Arms. And if you guys are listening, we do have a new coupon code for that, which is PewPew15. And that's going to get you 15% off any of his products. And then after that, I reached out to my friend Tori over at Stag Arms. And I've been friends with Tori for quite a while. She worked with Crimson Trace and then Silencer Central. And The gun community is, especially the industry, is like pretty small where eventually you build these relationships and you just work with them like wherever they go because you trust, you know, that like they're going to pick good companies to work with and you kind of just become loyal to that person. And so 
She recently got a job with Stag Arms in the marketing department. She's just amazing. If you guys ever, you know, see her at like events or something, her name's Tori and tell her I said hi. But I reached out to her because I've really enjoyed shooting the Stag Arm rifles lately. And another thing like that I told you, Dalen, is like we have to be picky as to who we work with. I refuse to work with a company that I don't stand by their products because we could have easily reached out to people that kind of make some junk products and got sponsors that way. But it was really important that we both we've had some, you know, hands on training with the products and that we stand by it. So Stag Arms then got on board, which I'm so excited about. And I don't know, Dylan, do you have any experience with their rifles? Like they're sending you a rifle, right? Oh, I'm getting a rifle because I really want to put that thing through the ringer. And I've heard some really good stuff about them. And and first of all, before I before I dive into that, a huge thank you to these guys, you guys that are that are supporting this new podcast. So if you guys are listening and you're hearing about these companies, first of all, they're pro two A companies. Mm-hmm. And second of all, they're helping us make a pro to a podcast. So we're they're really, really helping the word get out there. By sponsoring the podcast, they're allowing us to make more episodes and we're getting the word out there about the Second Amendment. So massive kudos to these guys for taking a massive chance on us on this new podcast, which we have big plans for. And we don't doubt that it's going to be able to reach a lot of people, but they're the ones that are allowing us to do that. Mm-hmm. So a massive thank you to Manticore and to Stag and all the sponsors of this podcast. So definitely show them the love that they deserve when we're talking about them. But for Stag specifically, yeah, I'm really stoked to try out their three gun. Yeah, that's the rifle gonna that like I'm going to be that I'm going to be starting with. And everybody, everybody I talked about that they're like, oh yeah, the three gun, also known as just the best gun. So yep, exactly. I'm excited to put it through the rigor and try it out. I have that gun, and I'm like, Dalen, take my word for it. You're going to like it. It's a good gun right out of the box. It comes with all these upgrades, hyperfire trigger. It has a, gosh, what is the muzzle device on it? Because I know that they switch them out every now and then on, on different models, but whatever muzzle device they had on it, it just shoots like nice and linear and it's just uh, amazing, very little recoil. And like you said, and from what I could see, it just looks like a standard nice yeah kitted out but it but that's upgraded the thing. rifle so you don't really it doesn't look as upgraded like you'll look at it and you're like okay it kind of looks very basic but like they took it to the next level and just put in a lot of internal upgrades or upgrades you wouldn't notice just by looking at it and then once you shoot it you're like all right i'm sold like it's legit yeah so hats off and to- they've been industry standard for a while especially for lefty shooters yes they're pretty much the gold standard when it comes to lefty guns so if there's any lefties out there and you just want an advantage when it comes to shooting guns definitely check out the stag uh, left-handed guns because they're, they're think, some of the best out there i think that they are all ambidextrous correct me if i'm wrong but i do believe and that's what they were known for for the longest time but i will say like in the last couple of years they've really taken it up and like increased their quality and just have made like phenomenal guns. And then they're also doing a bunch of like one of a kind, you know, like they have a 4th of July, we the people rifle coming out that they're going to make until the 7th. And I think they're only making 300 of them. And yeah, so like they also are making some really cool stuff as well. But that's stagarms.com. And then Rainier Arms also jumped on board. And if you guys, I've talked about this, like I think in two episodes ago, but they are having their trigger con again uh, in September. Dalen and I are both going. They're flying us out there, which I'm really grateful for. And they're also sponsoring the show. And if you guys want to sign up to attend TriggerCon, you can use the code GUNFUNNY 
and then, you know, get tickets that way. And it takes place in Wichita, Kansas, and that is from September 22nd through the 24th. And then we also have a few other sponsors. Dalen, do you want to talk about those? Yeah, they're they're sprinkled in here and there. People have supported either our channels in the past or or um, my YouTube channel or your Instagram. I think we have Aura who does digital online security. So they they're a huge help. Guys, when you use the codes that we give you, it is probably like the most helpful thing for this entire podcast for supporting the podcast for keeping it running so just a thank you to our sponsors a thank you to you guys for using them if you've ever used one and i know some of you guys haven't that's totally okay this isn't like a you don't need to feel pressured to use it but if it is something you're already going to do man it's so helpful to use those codes and to use the links that we provide but yeah we have aura um and and i believe there's a few others like nutrient survival yeah Um, so if like survival and prepping is something you guys are interested in keep an eye out for uh, the different codes that we're going to be posting on our podcast and a thank you to them as well. But yeah, so, and, and we're going to have more, we're definitely going to be uh, bringing on more. And if you guys are listening from a company that wants to support a two-way podcast, I'm, I'm plugging, I'm plugging us hard right now, but reached out to us and we would love to bring you in and have you guys be a part of the podcast as well. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So now that we made that announcement, let's carry on with the rest of the show, shall we? Let's get to it. I feel like that was like the biggest shameless plug promotion ever. <laughs> so hopefully nobody I just, minds. I just looked at the timestamp and I was like, okay, we're like 25 minutes in. Okay. But long story short, definitely check out the new podcast. I do think you guys are going to enjoy it. All right. Moving forward, BSF Barrels. I've talked about BSF's carbon fiber barrels before, but they also make awesome compensators to go with them. The design goes perfectly with the style of their barrels, but they'd look great really on any barrels too. They have long ports on the top two-thirds of the comp for eliminating muzzle rise and additional ports straight out the front to keep the recoil impulse linear. They're two inches long, and if you're ordering them with a BSF barrel, they can pin it on a 14.5-inch barrel to make it like a compliant barrel for a rifle. They're also exactly the same diameter as the barrel, so your gas block fits perfectly over it without needing to remove the compensator. They come in polished stainless steel, and you can get them in half by 28 for 5.56, half by 28 for 9 millimeter, 5.8 by 24 for 30 cal and under. Check them out, bsfbarrels.com. Remember to use the code ELITE15, all one word, E-L-I-T-E, and you're going to get 15% off. Before we move on to anything else, I just to read really quickly from a post you made with your BSF barrel. You said, find somebody that looks at you the way I look at my BSF barrel <laughs> gun. And uh, you got some comments in there that were great. I, I, I saw one that's like, I would look at that gun the way you look at it. Love their barrels and can't wait to shoot one. So I'm going to need to get my hands on one of those apparently. But it sounds like uh, you have some other people who are excited to get shooting them as well. Absolutely. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, so more tax for gun control. So I've actually I've heard about this stuff before. Like there's been like similar taxes proposed. 
a group of Democrats are looking to push a new excise tax on firearms called the Gun Violence Prevention and Safe Communities Act, which would tax all guns sold commercially in the U.S. to guarantee annual funding for gun control programs. These programs aren't named at this point, but they reportedly include community-based violence prevention grants and gun violence research. Both types of programs typically include bias programs to like demonize gun ownership, if we're being honest. It would increase the longstanding Pittman-Robertson Act to 11.5% tax on long guns and ammo and 10.5% tax on handguns. Currently funding from those taxes goes to the Fish and Wildlife Service for conservation agencies to fund habitat preservation, game restoration, shooting ranges, and hunter education. The biggest change other than increasing at half a percent is what the excise tax applies to. Currently, the tax only applies to completed firearms. That means unassembled receivers like the AR-15 and others do not require the tax if they are sold unassembled. Under the proposed bill, the tax would apply to receivers as well. That means another 10 to 11% cost on all receivers, plus more for the extra paperwork processing required. Rep. Danny Davis, the sponsor of the bill, says that it would raise $36 million for the gun control efforts. It's very likely to be far more than that, which I have to like, I love how they come up with these outrageous numbers. Same with, you know, how many braces there are. They're like, well, there's like... You know, they said something that was like a really low number, and you're just like, mm, "That's really cute that you think that there's only that." I'm much. pretty sure it was. They they mentioned it was in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, like yeah. Four hundred thousand. Yeah, just yeah. four hundred thousand braces. I was I was just like, "Yep, sure, that's exactly how many braces we don't have." Yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, so this is it's going to be a lot more because again, Democrats don't really understand firearms and the extent of the impact of their ignorant laws. Thankfully, it's not likely to go anywhere in Congress, though this type of bill is exactly the kind of bill that, you know, rhinos have been known to compromise on. So we definitely need to keep an eye on it and let our reps know that this is not acceptable. And it's it's weird because it's like a tax that penalizes the thing that we love. Imagine if you are like, I mean, gun owners and hunters are the people who contribute the most to conservation period. And that's Mm -hmm. great. So like the fact that that exists and it kind of allows us to keep hunting and doing those sorts of things is, is good. But imagine if there was some sort of attacks on guns and ammunition for hunters that like made it harder to hunt and restricted your ability to participate in the sport. It, it wouldn't, make any sense so it is kind of crazy that they're saying yeah we're just going to get gun owners to you know pay for this thing that makes it harder to be a gun owner Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they think people are going to all jump on board but like you said there are some people that could compromise on it so it's really important to let your representatives know that this is not something that they would want to compromise if they like their job yeah absolutely yeah well said Caldwell. So if you like shooting long range, Caldwell has a new product coming out that you definitely need to check out. It's called the Flashbang Target Hit Indicator. It's a light that attaches to the back of your steel target and flashes when there's a hit, which this is perfect if you're shooting like 22 long rifle, which might not be sufficient enough to really like sound the steel when it hits. 
depending on the distance or even like five, five, six, if you're shooting at a thousand yards and, you know, maybe farther, it has 10 super bright LEDs triggered by impact that are visible for thousands of yards, even in daylight. It's powered by three AA batteries, which lasts over 5,000 impacts, which is pretty good. They work with any still target over five inches. Best of all, it's only $29.99. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your entire order. And that is CaldwellShooting.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit GunFunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is what's going on with the brace case. Uh, Where do I start? Essentially, like oral arguments started on Thursday in the Firearms Policy Coalition, also known as FPC case, Mock versus Garland in the Fifth Circuit. FPC is pushing for a nationwide injunction in the case. The panel of judges had some really good questions for the government attorneys, one of which was, what would you do if we issued a nationwide injunction? The attorney didn't really have much of an answer for that. Another judge asked, how are you going to enforce this with all of the injunctions in place? The attorney's response to this was that the ATF would be happy to fight individual cases in court, which, you know, the injunction, from my understanding, if you're a GOA, you know, Gun Owners of America member or Firearms Policy Coalition member, there is an injunction, although it is still gray area. I am a firearms policy coalition member, but it's not like I'm going to go out and like start, you know, flashing my braces everywhere. <laughs> and then also, and it's weird just knowing the ATF and how fickle they are and how they, they'll change their mind tomorrow and do this and do that. And like they mm-hmm. said, they'll take people to court. So even if they lose, they could make your life a living nightmare Yeah, just because they feel like it. And guess what? Our taxpayer dollars go towards them being able to do that. So Even though you might legally be allowed to do something and it is unconstitutional and they shouldn't be enforcing it the way that they are, they they love to make examples out of people. And the ATF is, like you mentioned, they're happy to go and get people and take them to court individually. So it is not uncommon for them to do that as a way to discourage ownership. So though you may be legally allowed to possess or use something boy, will they discourage people from doing it by making your life a living nightmare. And unfortunately, it's our taxpayer dollars that fund that. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, just something that hopefully will be changed as this pistol brace ruling moves forward. And as we, I hope, are uh, allowed to use pistol braces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I thought was interesting is so the NRA, they tried to join the case and get relief for their members, which was denied because they joined way too late. And I have to think that, one, I'm curious as to how many more people became members like overnight when they were like, hey, there is relief if you are a member. And so did that, you know, I I guarantee that increased membership with FPC and GOA significantly. And so then the NRA is like, oh, dang, well, you know, we need more memberships. We need money. So they tried to join it just for that reason. And then, of course, they were denied, which is kind of crappy. It's like, it's just so annoying that the NRA hasn't really been as active as they should, but hats off to GOA and FPC for taking this on. Maxim Defense, we can't forget about them. They're also in the case. So there's a lot of people that are helping fight this. But a side note, so I don't know if you saw, but the frame receiver rule was vacated in its entirety on Friday. 
since the same rulemaking process was issued, that could have big implications for like the brace case as well. Fingers crossed for that. And you're right. Like it is just ridiculous that NRA thought this is a good business decision to get into this case. And I think it's showing them what people really care about because they've been disconnected from what NRA members really want for so long that I think it's a wake up call for them as well. So I'm glad that they unfortunately couldn't make it into the case in a way because I think they'll realize they need to straighten up and do things right from the beginning and make the right choices uh, if they want to stay around. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it definitely grew Firearms Policy Coalition and GOA for sure. Yeah. IWI. Another really good AR to consider is the Zion 15. It's the first M4 variant from IWI. It's made right here in the U.S. The rifle version has a 16-inch 4150 chrome molly barrel chambered in 5.56 and has a mid-length gas system. They come equipped with a 15-inch free-flow M-lock handguard for attaching all of your favorite accessories. The grip and stock are from B5 Systems, which is known to be rugged, lightweight, and comfortable. I shot this gun a few times at events. I don't own it, although maybe that should change. I should hit up IWI and tell them because it is just a really great gun. And then best of all, it's under $1,000. That's like kind of unheard of. I mean, the cost of ARs have gone up significantly. When I first got into it, you could easily get an AR for like four or $500. And it's like now you could probably find something, you know, in that range, but it's like really crappy. And then if you think about just putting, you know, just a few upgrades, you're well over the thousand dollar mark. So I would highly recommend right from the start, buy a Zion 15. And it's one of those guns where I don't think you're going to regret. Check it out. IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code gunfunny15, all one word, and you're going to get 15% off your entire order if you find something in their web store. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today in Tacti Talk, I was really excited to see that my editor put this gun in here because you mentioned this on our new podcast, the Henry Repeating Arms Homesteader. Wasn't this one of your favorite guns that you listed? Yeah. So in the favorite guns category of our new podcast, this one came up. And and again, we're talking favorite guns as in not useful. We were talking fun to shoot. The Henry Homesteader, it's a bit of an interesting one. Um, I've seen I've seen like mixed reviews on it, but my experience with it has been perfect. I've never had any issues with it. And essentially for people who haven't seen it, it is a wood stock, wood foregrip gun, and it is reminiscent of maybe a carbine, an M1 carbine. Mm-hmm. Very, very intuitive controls, which is nice. Like for somebody who's never shot a gun, you would be able to shoot this. And it has, again, it's just a 16-inch barrel. But what's interesting is it's Henry's first semi-automatic gun ever. Yeah. Period. Henry's never done a semi-auto gun this one is chambered in nine mil. And when Actually, you put it, well, the cool thing. Wait, so I'm going to correct yeah. you because I do think they did have, they had the AR7, which was like their survival rifle. So 
I think that was their only semi-auto. And then now they have this one. That's very true, actually. That's one that I didn't think yeah, about. Yeah, you don't, it doesn't and really come to mind when you say, you know, when you think about yeah. Henry rifles. You, you just think of levers, but I guess they do have experience with semi-auto firearms in the past. In fact, that was something that I heard somebody else say, and I'm like, yeah, I can't think of any other Henrys that are semi-auto, so it must be true. Yeah. But that's that's actually correct. They have done semi-autos in the past. Yeah. But this one's pretty cool because, one, okay, it takes Glock mags, but it could also take, you know, the Sig mags, the Smith & Wesson mags, depending on the adapter, and it also, I have not shot one, but from the sound of like how it's made, it sounds like it's made really well where it's not going to have a lot of recoil. I mean, even, you know, if it's nine millimeter, but it also has like a reciprocating mass hidden under the foreign to eliminate recoil. So I have to imagine this thing's going to be like super easy to shoot. And like, I think that's, you know, going back to what you said, where you're like, yeah, even if you're a new shooter, like you would have fun shooting this. Yeah, for anybody who's unfamiliar, I mean, you know that the AR-15, it kind of recoils into that butt stock. And when you're working with something like the AK-47, that mass is still just getting shoved back towards your shoulder. But the cool thing about the Henry is it's almost pulling on a spring that's in the foregrip rather than compressing a spring. So the recoil impulse is a little bit different, and it's actually soft it makes it really soft i've taken people who don't own more than two guns to the range and they say i want this gun like i need this gun i'm like whoa whoa like hold on this is a great gun but but maybe you should get an ar-15 first and they're like no no i want this one so it is a little bit funny like that recoil impulse is really light and it's something super manageable for everybody very cool well, msrp on this is 928 for the henry mag version or 959 with one of the other adapters and then of course you could always buy additional adapters too uh, that are available on their website All and right. if anybody's wondering you get that glock mag adapter you put in that 32 rand magazine and you can rock and really you can put some hate down range with that oh, henry dang. homesteader but yeah. it's a ton of fun i didn't even think about that Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f Never mind. AF. Recently, I got an email from Louis Vuitton. And yes, I do fall victim of buying expensive purses. It's one of the, I don't know. I just, I, I'm like a purse knob. <laughs> Maybe it's the New York side of me, but I do enjoy my purses. But I got an email from Louis Vuitton and it was talking about this neon microscopic handbag that's literally smaller than a grain of salt and it sold for almost $64,000. And I have to believe that this was maybe to make you feel better about spending, you know, like $5,000 on their bags. And you're like, well, this person spends $64,000, so what's $5,000? But it's kind of like, it looks like a little prototype of the, if you're familiar with Louis Vuitton purses, the on-the-go style handbag, which they sell their full size for anywhere from $3,100 to $4,300. But they raffled this off. I don't know what the raffle was for, or if it went to a good cause, or if it was just, I know it was like a Brooklyn-based art collective that created the bag. And again, it's neon. So at least maybe there's some saving grace that you can find it if you ever dropped it, but I doubt it. Because, like I said, it is actually smaller than a grain of salt. And there's a picture of it where it's like on your finger, on somebody's fingertip. And it's like 
so zoomed in that you could actually see like the imprint of their finger, like their fingerprint. And anyway, so they're not sure who bought it. It's an unidentified purchaser, but with their purchase, it also, they received a microscope and a built-in digital display for viewing. But imagine just having that much money that you're like, oh, I just, (laughs) I need this little tiny microscopic purse for art display or something like that. Like, what would you even use it for? In case anybody's wondering how small this thing is, it was 657 microns by 220 by 700 microns. Like, this thing is tiny. So, yeah, no, just casually drop, you know, 63 grand on something that you can never use like i that's a that's a level of uh money that i I don't think i'll ever understand but you know i guess that's some people's cup of tea yeah like there's some things that i'm like okay bite the bullet i'm all about you know buy once cry once you know there's some there's certain things that you're like eh, i'm not gonna go cheap on or it's totally worth the money this i have a hard time figuring out you know i mean it's narrow enough to pass through the eye of a needle Like, that's just insane to me. Like this little tiny, all I could think of is like, you know, whoever bought it is going to put it on display or something that's like a little art piece and they just kind of look at it and I don't know. But hopefully the money went to a good cause because that's just kind of ridiculous. But yeah, pretty crazy. All right, Franklin Armory. We talked about on our podcast, Pew Pew Panel, about putting together an AR and the pros and cons and stuff like that. But one of the things that, you know, people have the option of is putting a binary trigger in their gun, whether it's an AR or not. But I know like the thought of actually changing out the trigger, especially depending on the gun, like on ARs, it's kind of easy on, you know, other guns. It's like, eh, maybe it's not just a drop in. It's a little more involved than that. Franklin Armory has made it really easy for anybody who just doesn't want to be bothered with changing out the trigger. They do sell complete firearms that already have the binary trigger installed in it. And they have a whole like a long list of different guns that they sell. They even sell B&T firearms, which B&T is like one of those guns that I don't own. But every time I see it at shows, I'm just like, I drool over all of their guns. But they've also included their binary triggers and a lot of B&T firearms that you could buy as well. So it kind of just takes out, you know, I mean, some people really love to get like their hands on it and change it out and see how it works. And then other people are like, hey, I don't really have the time or I don't want to be bothered or I don't have the knowledge and I don't want to screw it up. So I'd rather it just come with it as is. Or they even sell lowers. So if you just wanted to change out your lower with the binary trigger in it as well, you can. Don't forget, if you are buying a trigger, use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and you're going to get 10% off your entire order. And the website is franklinarmory.com. As far as reviews go, so we do have a review section for the Pew Pew panel. We did it a little bit differently, so you'll have to listen to the show to find that out. But um, as far as my show goes, you guys did not leave a review this week. Sad day. But if you would like to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Dalen can tell you that it definitely helps with the algorithm, you know, take it from like the young kid who's, you know, tech savvy. Although I say you're a young kid, but you're like married, you have two kids. You're not like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, and that's part of the reason your podcast has done so well. So Ava is complaining that nobody's left a review, but she's forgetting everybody who's left a review. You guys can't leave another one. 
and it's made a mark on the podcast. So part of the success of this podcast is because you have left reviews. So it is hugely important. And when you guys search gun podcast on like Apple podcast, for example, you're going to see gun funny is one of the top podcasts. And it's because of the reviews you guys have been leaving and all the reviews you guys I'm sure are going to leave next week if you haven't done one yet. But it is hugely helpful to the podcast, help spread the word about the Second Amendment and help people learn about this podcast as well. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And also I have sent out prize packs. So if you guys have left a review in the past and you did not get your prize pack, please message me and just send me a good, you know, mailing address or I'll look into, you know, to see if it got lost in shipping or anything like that. But if you do leave a review, you do get entered into winning a prize pack. And then lastly, if you guys like the show and you want to support it, you should highly consider becoming a Patreon, which I greatly appreciate. It definitely helps support the show. It pays for a lot of the, you know, a lot of the bills and stuff that come with having a podcast and you could do so by going to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link, or if you have, uh, if you're active on patreon.com, just search for gunfunny podcast and you can make a donation there as well. Also blown deadline. He's giving away a $300 gift certificate every month to a lucky Patreon, regardless of the level of pledge that you make. So there's that. And then also after three months, if you're a $5 and up Patreon, you will get a Patreon-only patch that will never be uh, available for sale. So you'll have that. That's, you know, kind of cool. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Naive. Naive. Hopefully I'm saying that right. So William, if you're listening to this and I'm just totally, you know, <laughs> like... If I'm totally butchering your name, please let me know and I will say it correctly. And then King of the Patreon is Jon Snow. And then also, Dalen, thanks again for joining me and helping me make this announcement. Hopefully we'll have a lot of Gun Funny listeners crossing over to Pew Pew panel. And if anybody wants to follow your YouTube channel, we didn't really talk about, you know, your YouTube channel, Civilian Tactical if you guys want to listen or find out more about Daylin, he is in previous episodes. I think it was, do you remember the episode number? It had to have been. Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea the episode number, but yeah, you can <laughs> find me at civilian tactical on YouTube. What you're going to find is a ton of short videos. So those 60 second videos, those ones you see when you're scrolling, I try and capture people's attention and make it worth your while. Some fun gun stuff. So you can find me there. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well, but definitely biggest on YouTube. So yeah, definitely go check me out, follow me there. And it's only growing and I'm excited to see everybody here over on the PP panel podcast, everyone that makes it. All right, guys. Well, on that note, uh, happy 4th of July. Be safe out there and make sure you tune in to our new podcast. It comes out on the 7th and then I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.